Hi. Hello. Hello. How you doing? So good. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals and best friends, and we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. Not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, midwife at a busy birth center and small home birth practice. I'm Meredith Rao, also a midwife at the sm- same small home birth practice and a nurse. The same small? The same small. Do we need to do and that I'm again? Distracted. No. And I'm Jess McKee. I'm a doula for clients in and out of the hospital and also a birth assistant with you guys at our out of hospital practice. Blended yeah. treatment with We have not been killing our opening recently. I, I feel mean, fine. I feel okay about it. I also... Um, <laughs> We're currently trying to figure out what actor Kim looks like with big teeth. So now I'm just scrolling <laughs> through IMDb looking up at, like, at all the possible actors with large teeth. Is I'm, it that guy? I'm so glad that we're doing such a good job. No, he's at, hot. We're You're doing hot. such a good job at staying on point. So I think that we wanted to say, like, I know we said a little bit last week that we were in, like, a weird mood. Like, life has been start had been getting really overwhelming yeah, lately, which... Ruined. February is the fucking worst. Which, for me, I always get really overwhelmed in the winter, but I think we've all had a lot of weird stuff going on this winter. February, historically, has always been the hardest month of the year for me, No one personally. likes... No and one I, likes February. After you talk to people, you realize February is literally the worst for everyone. Yeah. For sure. And so we were saying, though, that we decided this week that we were going to take that chaotic energy and, and the channel panic, it, the panic we've been feeling and channel it into positive work, productivity, like Product- a positive vortex of work and productivity. Joy. <laughs> so so we, we, <laughs> we worked out this morning. Yes. And so we've been doing we just we have a lot of plans that we've been talking about forever, trying to like make this vision happen and so we just bit it yeah and by it we mean the bullet and now we're trying to get it all figured out to make real plans which there's so much more involved in it than i ever thought there would be well i have to say though as we like talk about it it does feel like it's like unfolding really beautifully though so feels like it just keep on going and so we also decided we're gonna try and start to take like at least one day a week and come to our office that we have and never use Mm -hmm. and we're just gonna all be productive here at the same time and i know that sounds like it's a terrible idea but it actually goes really well it works so well (laughs) so we've all gotten actually a lot accomplished today while having whilst having a lot of fun yeah yeah laughing at you trying to record record videos over and over <laughs> That's again basically all we've accomplished that was fun i've been putting off making that video for so long yeah. and it started to stress me out but now i did it you were stressing me and out i feel good about it, it off. i feel good about it and it was, now i can move beautiful. on with my life and being successful <laughs> i was really embarrassed the other day because we had a client here doing a prenatal and i went to the closet to get some lap supplies and i opened it and one of the multiple boxes of wine in the closet <laughs> fell out and they were like how many boxes are in there i was like oh it's just three um i really can't say this is a private closet and i'm gonna need you to look away we all have very different wine tastes <laughs> that's not true kim is the only one who yes, has a right. different wine but taste. we keep them in boxes because we only drink small like amounts that. at a time we also don't come to this office enough to no but that's no they've probably been there for like that's a gonna year. change that's gonna change yeah it is so um we wanted to do this episode today because um what was that a week or two ago um a really close friend of meredith's had an amazing home birth Mm -hmm. and And she was a primate 
And so we're going to be talking about primips versus multips. And so for anyone out there who doesn't know, a primip is a person who is giving birth for the first time. It's called a prima para. Yeah. And a first time pregnant. And a multip is a person who's giving birth for not the first time. And then there are also grand multips. How many do you have to have to be a grand? Five. Five. So if you've given birth five times, then you become a grand multip. I'm a grand multip. Oh, look, look at, at you. me. Well, well, not anymore. I'm grand. not currently pregnant but true or true. will i ever be again in my life yeah and i could just be a grandmama you're just grand i'm just grand and always i keep hearing stories again though about women who are pregnant after their husbands have a vasectomy which Ooh. we all know is one of my biggest fears and i have i have nightmares I think about that ship it has sailed for you guys that's also one God, of my I biggest fears so. it's gonna happen it would have happened by now i, have, I would hope I so have dreams where i'm pregnant and or giving birth quite often mm-hmm. and i wake up in a complete panic oh me too but that just means that like birth in a dream represents new beginnings oh. so it doesn't necessarily <laughs> <laughs> i mean we've talked about this on the podcast before yeah. but oh my god i would die and it, which which is not fair because we know people who want to get pregnant. True. And so we're talking about their dreams being our biggest nightmare. God, it's you sound so like weird. such an asshole. Thank you. <laughs> I strive hard to keep that image up. Yeah. <laughs> that asshole image. Asshole. You're like a bleached asshole though because you're pretty. Oh, am I? Because that video <laughs> What's wrong would just unbleached. Ass- no, I'm gonna try to say that. Listen, assholes aren't I pretty. don't want to talk about it. Assholes aren't pretty ever. <laughs> Remember when we used to call our kids bleached assholes? <laughs> yes, I still do. <laughs> they've they've suddenly gotten easier though. Like they're louder, but they still can take care of themselves yes, a little they're bit. They're much easier now. They were in the snow playing for literally four hours, hours yesterday, which was so nice. This is the first time we've recorded without the kids around in months. I know months. Yeah, I, I just feel so like. Focused. To today and focused so yeah so we're going to be talking about some of the difference between multips and primips we're going to be talking about this birth story of a primip I and then i didn't ask permission so i was i checked out for a minute to ask permission so I'll let you we'll do that during yeah. the break um well that would suck considering <laughs> the entire episode <laughs> is about primips i think it'll be fine oh we were on the ball <laughs> So, but let's just dive in like a muff. So what are some of the things, what are some of the things you guys think of when you get a primip client? Kim thinks I never want to do this ever again. (laughs) Well, there are some midwives that don't take primips and I'm like, can I, can I get that? Yeah. Can I get on that? I would like to do that. So first time births on the whole (laughs) uh, tend to just take longer and be harder and that's that 24 hour average but that's very much an average it's very likely to go beyond that and the pushing stage tends to be longer Mm -hmm. um and so being like three hours four hours yeah and so if i have like four clients in a month and they're all multips i'll be like got this sweet this is gonna be easy gotta be a breeze (laughs) i'll be working for 10 hours all together for the month if i have four clients that are prime ups like, I'm, I'm usually never like this yeah. that's your your entire month is done yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna sleep at all which i used to feel like prodromal wasn't a primus problem but i'm mm-hmm. realizing i was wrong so not only do you have long primate births usually you also have to add in how many days of prodromal to that also it can be a mess i find that if they if I have a primate that has a doula, I'm like, sweet, 
Yeah. I mean, I should say a good doula. If they're if they're yeah. not a good doula, I'm like, ooh, that's still going to be rough. But if we have a primate, which I keep getting our primates to hire you, <laughs> I noticed and I'm that like, this month. Yes, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, you've never had a baby. <laughs> Please call this person. She'll shorten your labor by half. But so I hope you can do that. <laughs> you know what? Also, you've been telling people. No pressure, Jess. <laughs> no. <laughs> you told at least two people this month. Uh, if you don't feel like you can get around to get the class, if you're hiring Jess, she'll just give you a real quick rundown on everything oh, her mom teaches an entire day. <laughs> yep. Are you paying her $100 I sure did. for each time she does it? I sure did that. <laughs> and I'm like, the two people have said, they be like, I can do that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's because they're paying. Yes, such a good sport. Because they're paying out of pocket for the center, and yeah. then they're paying out of pocket for the doula. I know. So then, when I say the childbirth education class, like I can see it come into their eyes where they're like, "I want to do it," but is that another added cost? Yeah. So I'm like, if they're paying you as a doula, you could just take a few minutes to show. Yeah, them a couple you could just things. do that, Jess. No, and I totally do. I totally. Do I'll buy do, you some sushi. Do do that. Um, but I, I will put out there that it is not the same as taking the class for the whole day. Like, yeah. no, no, no. That class I is amazing. I am not as good of a teacher as my mom. I'm better at the support arena yes. than the teaching arena. Um, but yeah, so being a prime up though, and it's not that we want to scare people, but one of the biggest things I say to my prime ups, it's just like being prepared because what are some of the Be biggest prepared. reasons that we end up. <laughs> transferring primips they want an exhaustion. epidural they're exhausted I want exhaustion to, yeah, yeah the exhaustion period i hope my our, my goal for this our message is like primips i wouldn't be scared of home birth because i feel like that's something we can also talk about but um for sure but yeah exhaustion can be the number one culprit of any kind of complication and, and so the biggest um factor i find for that is that when you're a first-time mom You've never given birth before. You don't know how strong your contractions are going to get or how it's going to be. Yeah. Any contractions you get that are different, you're like, oh, those are strong. Because yeah, you've never felt mm -hmm. stronger contractions. And then you also have this mom who's never had a kid before. And so it's like um, you're so excited. You get yeah. any kind of contractions and it's like. I want to have my baby. Oh my gosh, I'm having contractions. I'm having like menstrual And they like go like for a cramps. walk and they like They're all start, excited. Yeah, they eat like, like breakfast eat. at 3 a.m. Let me eat four pineapples. <laughs> Let me go get spicy Thai food. I'm going to have sex seven times. Take have sex eight times, do 40 squats, and walk five <laughs> miles. And then you get and a, a multip. closed. The multip. <laughs> Has her first contraction and her response is, oh, no. Drug me. Drug me now. <laughs> what can no. I do to stop Benadryl, this from happening? <laughs> and so our biggest advice for primips to um, to prevent that from happening. And, and I've had so many primips be like, I really wish I had listened to you more when you said this because I try to drill it into people's heads every time I see them. It's like. I'm so obnoxious about it now. I say it 3,000 times. Yeah. It's like. I need you to sleep even past the point where you don't think you can sleep. Like, I need you to ignore your labor as long as you possibly can. Yeah. Like, don't sit around for 20 hours timing contractions that are 20 minutes apart. We don't need to know that. You don't need no, to know that. No, we don't. You're just going to tire yourself out. Nighttime's probably going to hit. Active labor's going to hit. And then you're going to be like, oh, this is the intense contractions yeah. they were talking about. I'm so tired. I want to go to sleep. 
but then you still might have 12 to 20 hours left. I do have to say, I think that's like a really important takeaway is don't time your contractions no. right away. Like, please don't. If you no, can sleep, if you can ignore them enough to fall asleep, fall asleep. Or even if you can't sleep, like resting those like five to seven minutes in between. Exactly. Or 10 minutes or 15 minutes, however closely your contractions start together, do it. It's and so worth it. a lot it. of times moms that say they can't sleep, it's not actually that they can't. It's that they it's have adrenaline because they're excited. So I've had so many primips where they're having contractions five to six minutes apart. And we know with a prime up, like if you're having contractions five to six minutes apart, you could still have a really long road to go, you know? Mm. And so they'll be like, well, I can't possibly sleep through these contractions. And I'll actually go to their house because they think they're in like real labor. And I will sit How next cute. to their bed on their side, like rubbing their back through contractions. And then they will literally pass out like an hour after mm -hmm. I get there and they will sleep all night. And so that's another thing is that that might happen several times and people think that that's a bad thing. Like, but I keep going to sleep and my contractions keep stopping and then they get frustrated. Yeah. But like what, like we always say, that's the labor that you don't want to chase. Like if it's real labor and you're not on a time crunch, like yep. let those go because the real thing will not float off like that. No, the real thing, if it's really labor is going to wake you up. It's going to find you. It's going to chase you. It's never going to let you. It's going it. to run you down. I do. I do feel like there's like a shift, right? So like, I feel like when moms wake up from like they're resting between contractions and they wake up and it makes it so like that hurts so much like it shocks yep. you awake and it's like harder to cope yeah that might be a point where like sleep isn't really a good option at that point but you can still rest Just like it's not all the time like even if you can't sleep close your eyes stay like lie down yeah like whatever you need to do just like don't be physical right now just be restful in whatever capacity and that close is. your eyes in between contractions or even if you can't lay or, down, like lay on a birth ball like, or, like lean yeah, on a birth ball lean over something. the couch mm -hmm. on your hands and knees and close your eyes in between contractions that way but they always want to know like how will I know? But how will I know? And my answer is you won't you, know yeah. until you do. And they're and like, I hate you for that answer. Yes. But you will know. Like there's yeah. going to be a switch and you'll be like, oh, that's what you meant. I yeah. But I didn't know. I knew. She knew. I knew. Yeah. And like so they many knew. women like question that <laughs> intuition too. They're like, I just don't know. And it's like, yeah, you do. Like everything you're doing right now, the way your body's responding is mm -hmm. knowing what's happening. So just like rock it out. Yeah. You got this. And really try not to get disappointed if your labor stops and starts and stops and starts because that's still your body preparing. And you could be like if you or dilating yeah. some in that. If you force your body to keep going in labor, if it's not really ready to, you're just going to end up having a long drawn out miserable labor that's more likely to have things go wrong than if you really just wait till your body is ready yeah, and the and more nights well rested the more nights that happens like is there a spider behind me is that why you're recording this okay it was not a spider false alarm crisis averted anyway the more nights that that happens to you the more your body is warming up so it's like you don't just go run a marathon like you practice several times you might do a little half marathon like jess and i did mm -hmm. Well, her butthole <laughs> fell out and failed story. miserably. <laughs> but then like at least you're facing or your, your your uterus is getting practice or whatever. Like it is emotionally exhausting, but it's also excited that your body is waking up to do something. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if we've said it once, we've said it 500 bajillion times. 
Don't chase your labor. Let, Let your labor, labor chase you. you. What did you say, Meredith, about? I was just saying, I'm pretty sure if we analyze the content of our podcast, at least 65% of it would be us telling people to sleep through early labor because this is literally what we talk about every single episode. And yeah. it's not it, it's not easy to do. And some women, no. they really do have like several bouts of intense prodromal labor mm-hmm. and they and maybe they can't sleep through it. But if you do everything that you're supposed to do, your chance of sleeping through that is Mm -hmm. high. Mm -hmm. Higher. I think I've been pushing for this so much recently. Like, you're a prime candidate for a transfer. You're my prime candidate for needing an epidural. You're this, you're that. So then every primate that gives birth is like, Mm -hmm. I told you I could do it. And I'm like, you did. (laughs) And so Kim is the primate hater. I'm like the challenger (laughs) of all primates. And that's why this subject is so difficult, too, because we don't want to say this to scare primips, but it's like we also make mistakes for it, too, because we so very often will be like we have this picture in our head of how the primate birth goes. And so when a primate calls us being like contractions are this, this and this, we're like, go to sleep, go to sleep. And then we do have those fringe moms who like Tess who yes. still needs a t-shirt mm-hmm. that she proved me wrong proved you wrong and we have those moms that they are they are just really mm-hmm. rocking and rolling and we they, love being proven wrong actually yeah. in the in regards to primips. yes <laughs> and they're having a fast birth although I will say one thing about primips um that I have noticed is that and you correct me if I'm wrong. I've noticed that there are a lot of primips who will like do the first seven to eight centimeters mm-hmm. kind of fast, but they're more like, likely to have like a long transition into pushing stage. Whereas I, I like find with prime molt tips that they can go from like five centimeters to having their baby in like 10 minutes. I wonder how much yeah. that is for fetal sure. position though. Cause I think we've been having so many troubles with, position I don't know recently. what the hell that is. I am so over malposition babies. Yeah. It's like we brought it upon ourselves when we like were in Key West. Lifestyle. Oh, sloshing yeah. around on the bathroom. Like as it. like a species. No, <laughs> no. Like our us. Damned ourselves to, us. Our to birth hell. As a birthing threesome. <laughs> when I was sloshing around like a naked <laughs> whale on the floor of the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I and then a dolphin. Okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't look like a dolphin. <laughs> anyway. Thwack, thwack, thwacking oh, on the floor. Oh god. I can't. <laughs> that was my tampon string. <laughs> because I was naked and bleeding. I don't know which one I of you so had to help me with that. Pointed at us. I don't think. No, we girl. We let that thing stay in there. We like. We. I could have gotten toxic shock even, syndrome. I, know. I feel like we really neglected you in that sense. Thank like, you. I do, I do feel not very badly about that. I do not like to be helped Honestly, when I'm sick. I just need to be alone. Alone. Honestly, the only time that's ever happened to me, I had the opposite where my friend was too helpful and she. Put in another tampon while the other one was. <laughs> what? Listen, we've all At done least it. We didn't do that. Like we've that would have been worse. I have never done that. You've never gone to pull out a tampon and two come out, and you're like, no, oh no, shit, no. I've had that you've never, happen. You've never I've never so put a tampon in for somebody else. else when they're drunk. Oh no, I have not I'll either. Just put a Chuck's pad down oh, on the bed. That's real Jesus. friendship. <laughs> That is true <laughs> friendship, even if it's it's well intentioned but goes poorly. That is put true a pad friendship. in her underwear. <laughs> what is happening? I mean, my, I in that I've person, never done in it that either. Person's defense, there was a lot of alcohol involved in, for both parties. So <laughs> clearly, because you oh, didn't gosh. see the other one in there. 
Okay, so <gasps> anyway, in. so yeah, so that is one thing is that every stage of labor for primips tends to take a little bit longer. So it's like the pushing classically phases where I get thrown off. I always forget to like be like, it's fine. <laughs> yes, especially like I feel like primips breathe down a lot longer too. Like yes, that, like where it stretches out that like transition phase into pushing. Yes. So it's always like, oh, my God, it's been three hours and they're not even really pushing it. But it's like, this is really fucking normal. It is. <laughs> like, I mean, I, and classically, the first like, what, five to six centimeters take longer forever. than the last four. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we always tell people that, too. Like, if it took you 12 hours to get to four centimeters, that doesn't mean it's going to take you that many hours right. to get to complete. No. But still, for primips it's a lot it does that transition phase tends to last longer whereas multips that transition phase just tends to be like nothing even happened so that's another difference between um, primips and multips is that then also it is completely expected for us that if a multip starts pushing like that fetal ejection reflex tends to take over so much more often like the baby can just be out in like less than 10 pushes that would be magical um but I mean, and that's happened to me with primips before, too, which is why it's so hard to make rules across the board. Um, But we expect it more with multips. Mm -hmm. And so I always tell people when they're having their first birth, if it's take if it's long and it's taking if it's hard. And I'm always like, you only have to give birth to your first baby one time. You never have to give birth to your first baby again. Mm -hmm. Um, And just know second babies are for the most part, are different, yeah. and they're easier, and it's faster. And If a primip starts pushing, I'll be like, Katie, I have to go use the potty, and I'll be back in just a minute. I'll be back in 45 minutes <laughs> right. to an hour. <laughs> if it's a multip, I'm like, yeah, get your gloves on. Yeah. I always feel bad when like you feel like uh, you have really good energy going, and you're like, this is happening. And then you're like, oh, yeah, this is a primip, or oh, that baby's in a weird position, like everything's slowing down, and you're yep. like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom now. They like look at you, like, oh, you can walk away right now. I'm like, yeah, sorry, I'm yes. sorry, I'm sorry, I'm and, sorry. And so I think that a lot of the point of this is to is to emphasize how normal that is, but then oh to God. also emphasize the things you can do to prevent some of those. Um, some of those problems that can happen so the first one is like we said sleep as long as you can ignore your labor as long as you can um find hope in that timeline of normality but don't lose hope if it doesn't go the way you expect it to watch funny movies things that keep you in a good mood Mm -hmm. things that yeah time can pass by without you thinking about it um, and but don't have a clock in the room for fuck's sake. Like, do not have a timepiece available to you. Yeah. That's the worst. And then also when it comes to, like, some of those, like, like t- pushing taking longer. I don't know if you guys have noticed, sometimes moms get this idea, well, if I, like, start pushing now, it'll be done faster. Right. And so people will push. When they're probably not ready. And so they're not ready yet. Yeah. yeah. And so that's another one of the things where it's, like, usually, and I know you disagree with me sometimes, Primips are less likely to feel that pushing reflex. I agree with that 100%. I I feel like most of my clients still get the urge to push, um, even first-time moms. But I feel like the tub makes a huge difference in that. Like, I'm kind of, like, in Camp Kim now where if I have a primip in the tub pushing, I'm like, we're going to get out of the tub at least once because this rarely goes well. Yeah. I would like to start a camp called Camp Kim now that you've said it. I would go to Camp Kim. 
So since um, working with Jen, like Jen is more hands off when it comes to like primate checking, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I love to learn from people. And so it, it was working for her. The when she was a primary student, the moms who were primates, she was not checking. Like I'd be like, you can check her before she gets in the tub or not. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then those moms were pushing on their own. Like they would say, I think I, I think I could, I could push. And then they do. So lately I've been trying to channel Jen and like, I'm not going to check this mom. And it's worked. Like it's been working. We talked about that a little bit. There has been some research being done and it's also been a pattern I've been seeing over and over again, where if you check a mom and sometimes it can't be helped, but if you check a mom, especially a first time mom, and she tends to be around that seven to eight centimeter mark Mm -hmm. that somehow it throws a. monkey wrench into how the flow was going and it makes things take longer so i've been trying to like channel that too to try to avoid and then your mom brought in that research remember and the main thing that i've been trying to hold on to is it said that if if a mom is if you have not checked her at all and she is naturally pushing at the peak of a contraction Mm -hmm. and then it stops like give her some time don't check her let it go yeah but if she's like pushing at the beginning of the contraction and then stopping and then pushing again she probably has some time to go so i've been trying to remember that and if they go from pushing at the peak to like twiddling down to twiddling 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 down and then i will check them but if they're pushing at the climax i'll leave it Mm-hmm. And then see what happens after that. And it's been working. So and you can generally just, tell the difference. Like there's a different, like there's forceful pushing that, you know, like, and even moms can tell you, like, I feel progress. Like I feel movement. And that's just yeah. like reinforcing that what they're doing is working. And I usually tell my moms and, and then if something is going differently in the birth, we can, you know, deal with that. But I usually tell moms it's the same as what we were talking about before. Like if you have to ask if you should be pushing, you probably yeah, shouldn't don't push. be pushing. It's one of those things that. When your body's ready to push, mm-hmm. it's not like, should I be pushing? It's like, I'm pushing right now. And it's like, <laughs> nothing you can do about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we go to break, I also want to talk about some of the good things about being a primip as opposed to a multip. Um, so I find primips are, they're much less Why likely. Why do you keep looking to me for like, are you going to disagree no, with this? You guys I'm looking literally, back and you guys, forth. Well, oh, okay. No, you guys, this is what you, this is what you do. This is, you guys always make really great eye contact when you're talking. I thought I was looking back and forth to both of you equally. You are. But it's easier to look this direction because you're on my right. Gotcha. Um, So I found... Way to make that awkward as fuck, Kim. Sorry. (laughs) First time moms, after the birth, they don't get as many after birth contractions that are are painful. That is awesome. That's so nice. So once your body has done it and everything's stretched out, the labor process tends to go faster but it also is more work for your uterus to get back to down to size. Yeah. After we talked the about birth. how like some moms say afterbirth pains are actually worse than labor pains. So yeah. that's like a whole other monster. It's so awful. It is really awful. I can attest to that for myself. I didn't feel them at all after my first baby. And after my second baby, I was lying in bed, like grabbing my scalp and like curling my toes. Like whenever Wah! a mom's like, I don't need ibuprofen. I'm like, oh, that's right. This is your first Here's her first baby. <laughs> some people don't have them, though. And I don't True. understand it. Like Katie didn't have them with yeah. Brinley, and that was yeah. her fourth baby. She's like, nah, that's fine. To go so. along with that, I don't know how I feel about this. Do you find that um, mole tips are more likely to bleed more after 
birth after the placenta than primips or is it kind of equal across the board? I find that in 2020, going yeah. into 2021, <laughs> people just want to try to bleed to death and Everybody see. Everybody just wants to bleed. Their babies just want to get in sticky positions. Yep. People just want to hemorrhage. They just want to hemorrhage and be like, let's see how fast Kim can stop this one and they go. They just want their placentas to stay forever. I really, so I really can't say. The year of everything i've had several like grand mall tip births this past year yeah that have gone so well there's no malposition there's no increased bleeding their postpartum is amazing yeah and it's like this past year everything's just thrown like just completely thrown out the window yeah i don't know what to think and then some of our prime ips are like oh three hour birth yeah. watch this and i'm like mm-hmm. okay i don't know anything yeah so, but i usually have a hemorrhage attached to that too so so i true. guess it just goes to show that these are some of the things that can happen, but we really don't know anything about anything. Do we have to actually share my favorite thing about prime ups? Or yeah, that we can share. Break? No, you can totally share your favorite thing. I think my favorite thing about prime ups is that since they've never done birth before, they're like, I don't know anything. Like I've done this class and I feel informed, but like I don't really know anything. And I'm like, well, just listen. You know, you have intuition. It's already served you in pregnancy. Like just trust your gut. And they'll mm-hmm. be like in labor, like naturally moving their bodies in ways that facilitate the birth. The or noises. like I'll be about to ask them to get out of the tub to go to the bathroom and they'll do it on their own, which like never happens. But yeah. Like, you know, it's a beautiful thing when it does. Like and they're always like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing if I'm doing this right. And I'm like, girl, you are like crushing this right now. Like, you, you are rocking and rolling. It, but you are like so intuitive in this. So it's, it's like awesome getting to, to see that. these people who have never done it before really like have just like tap into that instinct they didn't know they had yeah that and then just really like cool. discrediting no. it like while it's unfolding too it's like they have no idea what they're doing we have talked about this before we've talked about how even mall tips will say they don't know what yeah. they're doing and they'll be like i don't know what to do yeah. i don't know what to do uh, I, don't I don't know exactly what, to do. what birth uh, you're manifesting right now. I'm like, now. you're doing it right now. <laughs> yeah. It's not just primips, but it is like, I don't know. I feel like there's like the element of just like they truly have never done it before. So they have no idea what they're capable of. But sometimes, so amazing. sometimes I also find that primips have more confidence going into it because of that. Because they're like, I'm going to rock this labor. Or I'm just going to do whatever it needs me to Whereas do. Whereas sometimes no multips are like, I know what this is going to be yeah. like. And they actually get a little bit more anxious. Yeah. as birth goes or on or especially like if they didn't get the outcome they wanted in their first birth like and they're doubting their ability that can add like a whole other level of yeah of insecurity to and it. this last year kim's fed up with prime ips has really made a challenge for some people so their mm. labors are awesome <laughs> they're they are just proving you wrong all over the all place. over the play all over the board across just the board smearing i told you so butter all over your yes, toast jen said damn time jen just had an amazing primate birth and she said that she looked at her she looked at jen and was like see that wasn't so hard <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i think it's because we were both like you have to have a doula or you won't succeed. You have to do this or you won't succeed. And she was like, don't tell me. She's like, I'm going to do the opposite of everything. Right. Look what I can do. I have an authority problem. And she did. She did it. So, yeah. All right. So we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we will finish tying up these loose ends of the differences between multips and primips. And uh, we'll tell our birth story of the week. Cue the music. Oh, yeah. So the sponsor for today's podcast is once again our Patreon account. 
So what do you get for being one of our patrons? So today, we recorded some behind-the-scenes footage of us recording our podcast. You probably will get more than you could ever want from us, honestly. <laughs> Sometimes we do weird, crazy dance videos. Sometimes we roll in the snow in our bathing suits, because why not? Yeah, so basically the point of this is, is that we would love to have you as a patron of our podcast. If you become a patron, there are three different levels of monetary support, and each level gives you different perks. Um, so yeah, check out our Patreon account. It's www.patreon.com slash wineaboutbirth, and we would love to have you on the Wine About Birth Patreon team. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome back from that delightful break. So delightful. So, I have nothing to say about the break. I don't. <laughs> I mean, it, it was, was arachnid-free, so I'm happy. <laughs> as far as you know, there is something banging on the wall behind our office, but we won't. I think they're like look too deeply the into wall that. behind us well, or something. That is possible. When I still lived at home, like way back in the day after I had Chris, so I must have been nineteen ish. I don't know. I was sitting on the porch and we lived in this awesome house in the middle of nowhere in um, Middletown. And I kept hearing this like, tick, 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 tick. it was like, um, like almost pause? like fingernails, but like louder. That sounds And it was like behind me was and I was squirrel. on a bench on the porch. So I was like, I don't know what that is. I was ignoring it. I wasn't on my Pretend phone. Like it's not there. <laughs> yeah. Cause I didn't have a phone at the time. So I must've been reading or something. Just I don't know. Staring into space as we used to do. Staring into space. Like you used to do before. And it was like, and I was like, what the hell is that? So it finally like clicked and I turned and looked and it was, this spider was so big. It was like the size of my hand. It had been running back and forth behind me going. And of course, like, Full panic. Did you have Chris in your arms? Did you drop them? No, 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 no. I don't know what I did. Ugh. I mean, I definitely ran off the porch and then I took a shoe from somewhere and I threw it onto the porch. And I can't I, believe you even had the balls to do that. Well, I mean, after running, I yeah. came back, but it was just sitting where I was sitting. So I just, I got a shoe and I threw it from like feet away and somehow I, I hit it. No. I nailed it. That thing exploded oh, on its back. all over. What? No, there were no babies. That happened. No, that happened. No, that happened to Carly and I when I lived in Florida. It was a nightmare. But it exploded all over the side of the house, and it stayed there until my dad cleaned the house again. So it could have been like a year. I really don't know. That is (laughs) quite a story. It was so disgusting. (laughs) My scariest spider story because I'm not actually really scared of spiders. But I moved into this house that w- that was like right down by the river. So there was a lot of wolf spiders there. And I didn't nope. know that at the time because it was just me and a girlfriend of mine and we were moving in our stuff. And so I had blankets folded up on the floor on the carpet because we didn't have furniture yet. And I picked one up and I shook it out and I saw her face and I was like, what? And she goes, don't panic. There's a spider on your shoulder. Oh, my God. And so I look over. I would even look. I would just brush without even looking. Like, I, I look over, know. and it was this. It was, like, this big, just sitting. For on. those of you who can't see Jessica's hand, she looks like a clementine. It was like, as big, it, it was, like, as big as a tarantula, and it was sitting on my shoulder, and I was just, like... Did it do that thing that in, in when it's like, hi ho 
so and it's like got its cute little eyes it's like so i completely panicked and i just as started, you should have i just started like flailing my arms and spinning in circles and so nothing was actually being accomplished besides my panicking because the spider's just like holding on for it's like, life, like ah! <laughs> and so then she started like chasing me in circles trying to like hit the spider off of me like just stand still get it up here and i was like i got it that's the scariest spider story I ever had. Eventually, she caught me and she like grabbed me and she flicked it off my shoulder. And what a good right. friend. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So um, we have a awesome birth story of the week to talk about primips. Yes, this this is a primip. was a topic I came up with just so I could tell this yes. story. <laughs> so, but I also wanted to say before we talk about the story that we didn't say this in the beginning half, but. Um, Primips are notoriously known for going past their due date as well. And so um, primips, I think they say the average for primips to give birth is like 41 and a half. 41 and three. It's yeah. 10 days past your due date. Yeah. And that's the average. So, so I think the primip due date should naturally just be 41 and three. Yeah. Yes. I also feel like no matter how many times you say that to your clients, they yeah. never internalize that. No. Like, oh, really? And it's like, I've literally no well times. meredith how many times did you not internalize that when it came to liz how many That's times true. were we okay right you guys there's so many layers to this there's story. so many layers but i do want to say that well pick a layer and stick to that one we start with peeling back the layers of that story um so for people especially who are planning to birth in the hospital being aware that the average is 41 and 3 for first-time moms, mm -hmm. it can help you be a little bit less stressed when you're getting past your due date. And sometimes there's more of that sometimes there's more of that pressure to go into labor but sometimes I feel like it can help you not be so anxious if you know that it's totally normal. Yeah. And and what most primates do. And I think that's like when we talk about finding providers who support you, that's like an important question to ask because like I feel like some people are going to listen to the story and be like, oh my God, I would never have done these things. But mm -hmm. if you do good informed consent and you feel like your clients are making those choices with all the information available, knowing the risks and benefits, that's their, that's their right. And if they yes. have a provider who supports them in that, yes. then that can go a long way. So the reason why we're making fun of Meredith is because... <laughs> Because we love her. We love her so much. I would like to say, we've talked about her a little bit in the past, and yeah. those were some very strange circumstances. So I'm going to say there's parts of the story where you were right. There's parts of the story where you were wrong. There's parts of the stories where we were wrong. The parts that parts I was that we were right. right about surprised me also. Yes. So... so Meredith had been saying so this happened to be like a childhood friend or a very old well we friend. lived together in college and yes. then we lived together off and on so it's a very years. old friend of <laughs> Meredith's and she actually was planning to birth at Meredith's house because mm -hmm. of where she lived mm -hmm. and there's no like safe there hospital super far space. Away from the hospital was in West Virginia so they just came to my house which was like a whole layer of of craziness that I wasn't anticipating like, I'll never minimize, again, how stressful it can be to want your house to be clean when you go into labor. Oh, gosh, no. Like, that's really stressful. And also, the birth tub. Like, I will never nonchalantly just tell a dad, put up the birth tub, because it takes fucking forever. And it's annoying. I also want to say, for other people out there birthing, I fe feel like you felt more of a responsibility towards it than oh, most so people do because yeah. it wasn't even your space like you weren't responsible for yourself you felt responsible to them to ensuring that their space yeah and you're you like to make sure everything's good for other people all the time to so the point that we had your 
bonus child's birthday party outside when it was in the 30s you know you are literally the only person that's complained about that day that day was awesome <laughs> it was so cold <laughs> just in case liz just went into labor even less clothing than you were and she didn't complain to my face <laughs> that i love to complain to your face though <laughs> but yeah so it was anyways they're talking about how they were right so, so yeah <laughs> so we meet liz okay and I, Meredith keeps saying, because this is her friend, and I know it's so, sometimes it's so hard to like, to when it's like your friend, but it's also like you're working. It's hard to separate those two things. And so she kept being like, I just have this feeling that she's going to go early. And she's been having these contractions. And so she was like preparing us to be ready. I also like, like knew she was going to be a total badass. Yeah. Too. At like 37, 38 weeks. And she was also just like, if it's too fast, you might have to stop at Jess's house instead. Like just preparing for this whole thing. And me and Kim are like. In my defense, though, how it what happened with her prenatally is freaking nuts like yes. i've never experienced any of that before and i hope but, to never experience that but again. me and kim were like that's not gonna happen you are adorable she's gonna i did have plenty i literally until the last minute i said that she's gonna have plenty of time to get into her birth space but you were right she was a badass she was but we we're like she's she's probably gonna go to legit 42 weeks yes yeah. and, and you're like i don't know i mean honestly i probably would have still thought that she was gonna go early if things hadn't happened the way they had, but we've talked about her, I think previously where she's the one that had that crazy rib issue. Yeah. That she was broke causing, a rib. Yeah. What well, it wasn't technically broken. It like her, her pregnancy just pulled her rib cartilage out of place. So she yeah. basically was walking around with two broken ribs. <laughs> that's not even normal. I know. Well, the chiropractor said that that's a thing, but it's not common. Yeah. And so she was in horrendous pain from it though. And not just that, that she was so out of alignment from it. that was putting her into labor, like oh. into prodromal labor. So she had prodromal contractions for almost two weeks and because of that. Injury. The chiropractor helped with that. A oh, lot, yeah. I know. So much. She went like three days a week for like two weeks. And then by yeah. the time, because we were in crisis mode, because I mean, she was due and she was in so much pain that we didn't even know how we were going to be able to like, get her to push because it, it hurts so bad because she couldn't even like breathe deeply. Yeah. And so we were just like three days a week. Like, let's knock this pain out so you can have a baby. <laughs> I just kept laughing because Meredith was like, Liz has been in patrol labor for weeks and she's not texting me. I'm like, that sounds like a dream. I know. No, I was <laughs> fantastic. About it. I was just like, oh man, like, why so won't she let me help her? What are you going to do? <laughs> I just want to take her broken ribs Besides away. <laughs> sleep well at night when she's not texting. So you. ironically though, I do have to say like this definitely, I mean, I've attended the births of friends before and maybe it's because I was also at my house and stuff, but like, I do like her labor was about 27 hours mm -hmm. by the end of it. And as you guys would have guessed, I basically was with her for every single moment of it because yes. even like when she, she, she did rest, she tried yep. really hard, but I still was basically texting her through the entire night that she was at home in early labor being like, congestion doing this. This is where I'm like, go to bed. Yeah. Go, to bed. go, go to, bed. to sleep. So it was like definitely one of the first times that like, I have been in a labor for 27 hours straight. I yeah. did get like a three hour nap, but. And so her labor actually started, mostly started with her water breaking. Yeah. So that's kind of a cool story. And that actually. But she did go all the way. She was like, she was 42 weeks. 42 she was 42 and, and two. 40. So we did stim for like days and she would have contractions, but they would taper off like often does happen with stim. That text yeah. you got was hilarious. 
Which one? Oh, oh. she was like, yeah. stuff's happening. That Life's happening. Chris it's definitely and, happening. Yeah. And then she it was a picture a of her. Of like, things are happening. This is it. And then I texted like an hour later about how things are going. And her husband sent me a picture of her sleeping on the couch, like, <laughs> wi- like wide mouth open. Yeah, not just flies. sleeping, but like face down, her butt's up in the yeah. air and her mouth hanging open. But that was the night that her water broke. So my question about her labor is like, say that we didn't do STEM. Yeah. Would her water have broken on its own at 42 and 2? Because she had this really beautiful dream while she was sleeping from yeah. that, during that photo about like her female family members like kind of like easing her child into earth side yeah and her water and she she woke up from this dream and stood up and her water had broken while she was sleeping yeah so cool so cool birth's crazy yeah that is so, so crazy that's yeah that's why i was like why I love that we can go past 42 weeks with our practice in safe ways. Like obviously an ultrasound to help reaffirm that everything's going well is important, but yeah. like she had that ultrasound, everything was fine. So, and she felt safe with going. We, she had decided how far past 42 she felt mm-hmm. safe with going. And that's why we had started stimming to try and help labor. Yeah. Get started so that she didn't get to that point where she was feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. With her choice. Yeah. So I guess she stayed home that night laboring at home, like didn't really sleep a ton because we were texting a lot, but was definitely like resting in between as much as she could. And then like contract her contraction started out like every five minutes. So yeah. we had been talking because of their drive, like they should come every every five minute, minutes just to be safe. But when her contraction started at every five minutes, I convinced them to stay home at least partially through the night. Um, which I'm thankful for because it gave me more time to get the house ready. <laughs> and uh, you are more, I think you're more worried about her birth and your house than you will be when you have your baby. I hope so. That was, I mean, it was, I just, yeah, I'll never minimize clients' concerns about their house being ready again because that nope. was a lot. But um, yeah, so she came in at like three in the morning and like kind of think things tapered off. Like we talk about all the time. Like, yep. When you transition spaces, like things taper off. So she ended up going upstairs and sleeping and I took a nap on the couch and then she came down in labor that morning and we just like hung out. And the thing that surprised me, not the most, but one of the things that surprised me is we always were laughing at her. Sorry, friend, um, because she was like, I'm going to watch Parks and Rec. They had like this slideshow of photos. She made like this playlist that was like when we were in college like we would just like watch disney movies and like listen to 90s gangster rap and just like it was a really sounds awesome that's what her labor playlist was and so um we we're like yeah right you're not watching parks and rec and labor like you're not even know a slideshow's on like the music will probably help but like you're not gonna want to listen to mulan you yeah. know while you're in labor sure enough i joke you like just came what did it, what time did you get there um i got there sometime in the morning okay to early afternoon because you had i been, think i had checked her and then i called you yeah you had given me a heads up and you're like seems like things are happening i can't i can't remember exactly what time i got there but it was sometime around lunchtime yeah oh it's right here it was lunchtime yeah so then like that morning we just labored i didn't feel the need to check her like yeah. we were just hanging out um and she like would occasionally have to like stop talking but like it, it never seemed intense for her. Well, and when, to this day she says it wasn't as crazy me, as she thought. When you called me, you said it seemed like it was getting more intense. When I got there and I walked in, I was like, "Oh, it is so chill in here." It was so chill. But you had also you, I don't remember if you had checked her or not, but I remember I getting a message her. sent and you were like, "She's doing so awesome. She's Oh, like, you had at that point? She's I so chill. Oh, that's right because we got that message that you that were like, she was "OMG, like seven yeah. centimeters or something." Like we had just spent that morning hanging out like like just 
uh, we watched uh, silly videos of the show Your Crazy Ex-Girlfriend mm-hmm. or whatever. And she was just laughing through these videos. And I was like, oh, we're still in early labor. So like 830 in the morning rolls. And I was like, I should check her. We've been you know, doing this for a while now. And she was five. And I was like literally stretching her to seven. Yeah. Like, while I, I was think I responded, her. get that woman a T-shirt. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was insane because she, she was acting like she was in early labor. She was so chill when I got there to the point where I was like, well, I'm just well, I was the birth assistant, not the doula. So I was kind of yeah. like, well, I'm just going to sit over here and play spades on my phone and stay out of your space until you need me. Um, but I was I, like, I didn't even call you for another four hours because she yeah. did seem like she was going into transition when I called you. Yeah. But we had so much fun. Like we just like relaxed and she labored. She labored in the tub. She labored out of the tub. My favorite moment of the birth was the time we put on like the grungy yes. rap yeah. music and she's in the tub. And like, she was done at that point, dude. Like she was so tired. She's in the, du- she's in the tub butt naked we're like walking around the tub and playing like these crazy rap songs and we're just like getting down like Mm -hmm. it's a college party oh yeah and And i was like like, she's so exhausted she's just listening and i look up and she's like sitting there like body rolling in the tub butt naked i was like yeah this is like how your birth is gonna go no i no i will never be able to do what she did it was so 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 much fun so the whole dilating phase for the most part went super smoothly timing again it went really slow at the end yeah it went slow at the end which i've been seeing happen a lot and so we were starting to talk to each other like do you think the baby's posterior and we kind of thought the baby was in a bad position from the beginning because what was happening which was like really interesting to witness her and because she coped with it really differently than i would have expected like we would like ramp up ramp up ramp up and then mm-hmm. things would taper off and things would slow down again and we would lose that momentum. Yeah. And that kept happening, which indicates like a yeah. bad a malposition baby. And I couldn't decide if it was a malposition baby or if it was just her not sinking into her labor because I knew she was handling it really well. But she was probably one of the least like primal brain moms I've ever seen. Whereas mo- other moms go to their own universe and they like can't really talk about things or they don't really make sense when they talk. She just seemed completely normal the whole time. Like at one point she was just sitting in the tub in between contractions at like eight centimeters drinking a cup of coffee yeah, with us. She was. And laughing. What? Yeah. yeah. But I have to say though, the crazy thing about her labor was for like that I was surprised by was she would, she'd get real primal. Mm-hmm. And then because she is like a really rational person, yeah. she'd kind of like get herself out of that primal space and start to rationalize what was going on, which normally yeah. I would not want moms to do if like i know once they're primal they're pretty primal but it helped her but it helped her she like could realize what was going on mm-hmm. and rationalize it and kind of see what was coming next and like yeah that was pretty wild to see her like kind of choose when she wanted mm-hmm. to go primal and then choose when she wanted to get out of it so then at some point she did start to have a pushing because we'd been waiting for it because mm-hmm. we knew that she was well, we checked point. her again at one point and she had been nine yeah and so we were just kind of waiting at that point point. and so she did start to get an urge to push and so we just kind of like watched her do her thing for a little while and i can't remember how long and it just didn't seem like things were progressing normally the contractions had also like one started to space out they and spaced two, out really far contractions yeah. were probably only 30 seconds long yeah once she started feeling pushy yeah and so it was just taking a really long time. But she was so funny about it because, like, we would be like, hey, let's do this thing to, like, see if we can get it going. And she would do every single thing we asked. But oh, she yeah. just always needed time. Yes. Like, because I'm looking at the timeline of her birth. I'm like, oh, my God, that took really long at yeah. the end. But I have to say, like, that's what I really love about this practice is I feel like we let moms set their own pace. Yep. If 
not let, sorry, we encourage them yeah. to do that if we feel like their body can handle it so, and they're yeah. not overly tired. So we did sideline releases. We did like butt jiggles. We did all those, all, things. all those things. But I know that we kept like encouraging her to sit on the toilet because when she'd sit on the toilet, it seemed like her contractions <laughs> oh, wait, can we talk were about very intense. For a second too? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. So this couple, like I actually met her husband before I met her because we were neighbors. And so we all three like lived together off and on for years and her husband is like a, a very emotional person, like super aware, but also like with labor. I had no idea how yeah. it was going to go for him. Like he took the class and that like really helped, I think, him realize like what was going to happen. But it, like I knew he would be available to her, but I just wasn't sure like what that would look like yeah. because they're both really goofy. Like they just make each other laugh all the time. So like I was just expecting him to be like his goofy self, you know, but then he was so intuitive too like there was multiple moments where like you and i had been talking about something mm -hmm. that we should do next and he would recommend it without even yeah. knowing we were going to do that so like he kept being like you need to get on the toilet like mm -hmm. this baby is going to come out on the toilet and she you was like i toilet. do not want i don't like the toilet the toilet hurts more it was the one thing she wouldn't do that yeah. we asked her to and do. we kept being like i know it hurts more it's because it works really well to help bring baby down and so she kept doing it when we would ask her but she really did not like it but at all then at the end we could see the baby's head so i was like okay we'll get in the tub and have your baby and like things what? were going a lot slower than well, we i think we should like wait before we oh, say that okay. And so, like, so she had been, like, pushing on and off. And it's just one of those things where you can just tell it's not going anywhere. Like, nothing's changing. Yeah. And so you, we ultimately decided, like, okay, let's check her and see what's going on. Let's see if her cervix is all the way gone. And so you checked her, and she did have, she like, a, a weird lip on the side, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, the lip was on her right side so we did right side right side lying to so help we did some more exercises and we wanted her to just rest and lay there and so and she couldn't stop pushing during that it wasn't she, yeah. it still wasn't like super effective pushing but like mm -hmm. that urge never left while yeah. she was lying there so this was a really rough part in labor because that That's the only time she said so, that she felt like she couldn't handle yeah it. so because she had gone all the way to being almost completely dilated she had breeze through her whole dilation stage like nothing was happening she just been drinking like, coffee in the tub drinking like. coffee in the tub <laughs> dancing to rap music and now she's getting to this phase where it's like we know something different should be happening and it's just not happening not and, and that energy starts to build where it's like is this gonna happen and it's really Can hard do for it? us to not mm -hmm. like give that energy off and it's not like a doubtful space it's like a do we back off Yep. And like slow that pattern, like slow down and let her rest so that her, you know, but or do you keep going? Like, it's just like really hard to hide that energy when you're in that space where you're deciding what to do next. Yeah. And so then at one point, Meredith was like, you know what? She had been sidelining and trying and still pushing. And, and so then miserable. you checked her again and the lip was still there. And so it was but like it was I, mo I could move it a lot better than. Yeah. I could so before. but the. So you had tried before and it did not, it did not work. Mm -hmm. And so then we did the sideline for a little bit and then it was like, okay, let's get serious about this. We've been waiting longer. You're starting at tired. Like your water has been broken for a while. Um, and so then it's like, let's really try and get this slip out of the way. And mm -hmm. so we, you, we did. So we you put texted. her on because at that point I was like, we also had like it, an intense text chain going. How's it going? Point. Yeah, might I was, as well just come over. I couldn't even stand it. <laughs> how's it going? What's happening? And you said, "Oh, Meredith's pulling at Kim hardcore right yeah. now." <laughs> yeah, I we yeah, and I could tell that that was so hard for you because it's hard to do that to any normal client. But then when it's somebody that you like know and love as well, and then you know how hard it is for a mom to like 
grin and bear that like push down as hard as you can when you're holding a lip back on their back um and so she she got to the point where she's like no let's try and do this like i'm getting to the end of my rope let's try and do oh i thought about me i was like i was there i was like you were there too yeah so before you tell that part can i just say like you were just saying it's hard to give people time like it like or to know like do we give them the time do we not do we do something Mm -hmm. and when we told Jane's story, we didn't include the fact that during her prenatal care, she had said with my last birth, like they insisted on breaking my water because I was tired and I just needed some time. And I told them, I just wanted some time. I wanted time to rest. Right. I just want to, I just want to nap or I want to sleep or something. And they were like, no, we're going to break your water. We're going to force it forward. And this is how it's going to go. But because we let her take that nap and she did, her baby was born in the call. So you were then in that position where it's like, do we give her the time? Do we need to hurry up and make something happen? But I think and it that, happens a lot. I think that is more about reading your clients too, because right. at first it was like, I don't think we're ready to get more aggressive. No. And then at some point you see the mom. And then we talked about that with James birth. You right. see the mom and mom's like, I need to be done and yeah. I need to know that this is moving forward because yeah. I've been stuck at this one place and for, it's not even that's like for too exhaustion. long. It's about frustration. It's like, yeah, when yes. she's yeah. stuck for yeah. a while, like that, like it's really disheartening. So you have to like work against that. At some it feels point. like all the work you're doing for every contraction is just a waste of time. Yeah. And so at this point you guys were seeing like, okay, we did this, we did the resting, we did that. Now it's time we to like the, the so then lip. it was time to yeah. reduce the lip and so we were like hey we're gonna do this thing we're gonna hold the lip back you're gonna have to push as hard as you can and she did it like she, she did such an amazing badass job. like she pushed as like, hard literally as she like could three con- i think it was only three or four contractions i could yep. feel the baby coming down with yep. every single and so one she, the lip moved behind the, the baby's head feeling in the world <laughs> so the baby's head moved past the lip pretty quick quickly yes and then we're like okay so now let, we could see the head like get back in the tub let's do our thing push let's do your thing blah 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 and so then it got so much more frustrating again because we know <laughs> yeah. the lip's gone she's pushing but again it's like those 30 second contractions and even with like nip stim that yeah. wasn't doing but anything. it's just there's no there's so no progress happening yeah. there's no progress happening and so at some point after that you checked her again and you started to feel cap it yeah which after the baby came out we saw what that was which i'll say after the baby came out and so it's like feeling cap it now and so cap it basically just like a sign that the baby's head isn't moving down you're just feeling the mm-hmm. swelling on the top of their skull that feels like they're yeah, moving down there's there's held up on the bone of yeah. the pelvis on the bones and then everything else is trying to come out mm-hmm. so there's normal molding right which is totally bones normal overlap. when the, all the skull bones move to come through the vaginal canal right and then there's cap it which is more like a swelling on the top of right the because head. there is no molding happening or yeah. not enough right yeah and the births where you can feel i have felt cap it building before and then all of a sudden the head will just come down and the molding is so intense and it's like the baby just was like okay yeah i'm gonna go ahead and give in to yeah. all this pressure, all that pressure so you just gotta let it happen yeah so at that point it was like all right we're feeling cap it the pushing you're doing is not like being effective right now like also the baby's not it coming was like down half the amount of time like we were only getting one push out of her yeah. for every single contraction instead of like hopefully two to three pushes and so we were feeling like the baby was was still held, held up on her pubic bone and she wanted that water so bad like we just kept getting back in the water i was like you're gonna get to water birth girl we got this yeah girl i feel that <laughs> oh man so then eventually uh 
Meredith pulled a Kim real hard again and we're like, all right, we're feeling happy. This was the most Kim I've ever been in my entire life, I think, actually. This was such an intense moment. I'm really sad I missed it. This was such an intense I wish someone had taken a picture. I mean, it was nuts. Yeah. The the like it was intense for me. I know it had to have been even more intense for you that was because the only time it was your that friend. I feel like her husband felt he really got a little bit panicked or uncertain. Going on because it was so intense. Yeah. Um and I can't even imagine how hard it was for her. Um, she doesn't so, complain about that part at all. So so we got her back on the bed on her back with her butt hanging we off. We did Kim's Rebozo we trick. We're going to do the trick. Her butt is so far off the bed that like she's about to fall on the floor. And so she's pulling so hard. So I Meredith was like between her legs with the Rebozo wrapped around her. I was standing behind with, Meredith doing, scissor trick. doing it with her fingers, cool. putting pressure yeah, down to, finger try forceps. to try and get the baby to drop down under the pubic bone. She was pulling and pushing so hard that I had to stand behind Meredith, supporting her body with my body. You looked like a spider. While I was like... <laughs> That's what I was thinking. While I was holding the mom's feet back. No, and you so had to grab her thighs at one point to keep her point. from coming so off we're the just bed. Like, I'm just like completely behind her. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like doing it. You guys can't even see me, but I'm like... Oh, where's the phone now? I'll take a photo it. of it. It was so crazy. It was probably... I mean, like, and so you always tell me to, Kim, you're like, you can you can push so much harder than you think. And I'm yeah. like, girl, there's no way I can be so, pushing any harder so than I'm pushing right now. So I've seen you do this trick so many times, Kim. I have never seen... It. She was working so hard. I was like, holy Listen, I have to say, I'm so proud of Meredith because like all through. Oh, there's many times I would never have done that. Right. Well, all through like when you were a student, like when this moment would come at a birth, I would be doing it. And then even like when we had some clients together, I would do it. But then if it didn't work, I'd pass. It right. You would you be like better at it because you always look to the person that has more experience or the person that you think, oh, she'll do this harder than I will strong yeah I am freakishly strong but you've always you've always said like I just don't know like what happens if I'm at a birth and I can't do this and I'm like but you will Mm -hmm. like if I'm not there you'll do this and you did you did it no I did though yes you you was like trying this and she was doing such a good job you were like the mom was just she was pushing rocking so hard. and rolling. She was amazing. It just wasn't working. It just, yeah, it and, literally and wasn't. You like were doing the- everything you were supposed to do. You were pushing so much harder than I've even seen Kim push. And so finally, like the last contraction we did. Whoa, that, whoa, whoa. Finally. No, girl, it no, was intense. It was really intense. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go on. And so finally, the last contraction we did that where we were all like, we I don't think we can keep doing this. Um I I was like, I Well, it also just wasn't working. It wasn't working. And so I was like, but I saw the last one. I was like, I think I saw a little bit of a difference with that contraction. Yeah. Like a little bit more. I still, I like, you texted I don't know. that. I don't you were I, like, I swear I saw the baby. Well, move. that's what I kept thinking, though. I kept thinking that we'd see improvement, but then I'd feel and like mm-hmm. nothing would change. So then after we did that and then it was like, that was a really hard moment for the, me. Yes. And the energy in the room was really charged. It was really, like, like, yeah, the why is was this, really stressed. Why like, is this not working? That's like my last resort, honestly. Yeah. Like, I don't really have yeah. other tricks at that point. So, like, yeah. I just need to walk away for a minute and kind of, like, reassess. There's a feeling that comes over you when you start to feel like you failed. Like, I failed. Like, I can't. I, I did not win in getting this baby out. Yeah. We're going to transfer. Like, it just, your whole body from the top to the bottom just slowly starts to get, like, And I ugh. I never felt like we were going to transfer, but I definitely had just had that episode where you're talking about you have to turn your mm-hmm. brain. You, 
well, you turn your hands off and you like, right. think. And, and you, you have to your think. Brain. Right. So I was like, I just need to go somewhere else and go use my brain for a minute because like this yeah. isn't, my hands aren't working. <laughs> and so it, has, right. it had now been, again, it, it was time for her to go to the bathroom again. So she's like, all right, I'm going to go pee. So yeah. she gets up to but go. But she did it like on, that was the thing about her is like she hated the toilet, but towards the end, she went up to the bathroom on, yeah, her, own, on like, her own at least three or four so times. So she gets up to go to the bathroom and we've been trying to push now for what three four hours it's been at least three hours yeah and so she gets up to go to the bathroom and she me and meredith multiple times yeah while pushing and me and meredith hang back in the room to do our thing where we're like holy shit girl that was really intense yeah. <laughs> oh my god i'm so proud of you <laughs> oh that was crazy that was what, amazing what should we do next <laughs> i can't believe this is happening and so we're like doing our little whisper thing in the other room and all of a sudden we hear from the bathroom and i was like yes yeah. what so i run in there and you just automatically start grabbing everything like i start Matt. grabbing like the tray and all the stuff yeah the dad was talking about that at the visit he, or no it was even just afterwards she was like man like she just went and she just grabbed everything and he just saw you going back and forth like four times just grabbing all this stuff and like i'm like trying to get a glove on and so, it, so like, it was like one contraction it was one because she had she, the one contraction and i walk in and she goes something moved something moved and yeah. i looked and the baby was yes. basically crowning, was crowning at that point so then, oh, I, so love then it. I was like oh, so i start running back and forth to get all the birth and supplies. then hold on when you go from that feeling of like i don't know what to do and then suddenly you see a baby's head is there any better oh feeling in the entire no. world and i was like being it's, really irrational i was like i was like you're not getting off this toilet until that head's out like <laughs> You let that baby fall <laughs> right in that water. But the funny thing was, is that we had been joking earlier when she hated the toilet. Like, this baby's going to be born in the toilet. She's like, no, it's yeah, not. Yeah, her husband knew it, too. Yeah. He it. And so then the next contraction, like one contraction, the baby's head came all the way out. And then, so it, then I finally was like, OK, girl, hands at that knees. point. <laughs> She Let's got actually have oh, this baby so she in the pushed toilet. the head out completely on the toilet oh, yeah. before. And then I was like, we're not getting off this toilet right now. <laughs> it was only one contraction. Like we heard the first big contraction and we saw the baby's head. And then the second one came. It was pretty and nonstop. The baby's head came point. out. And so then I was rushing back and forth um, trying to get everything. And then she got her off the toilet onto her knees on the floor in front of the toilet. Mm-hmm. And so then um, and her husband was in front of her and I was behind her just say how that was perfect because like yeah. the baby was born and I could just pass her between her yes. legs to her husband. Right back so up to the toilet where she was. So born. the baby was born on the bathroom floor. We passed so, like, the baby one part over. of our house that I didn't frantically clean. Yes. Nonstop because I was like, we're not going to be. In and here. I we're had in the bathroom. I think she here. had one Chuck's pad near her. Oh, yeah, but we, we weren't prepared to be in the bathroom. We thought she was just peeing. And so. And the baby was clearly cemented. So yeah. That wasn't so, um, so then the baby comes out and Meredith's like checking the baby, checking the baby. The baby's fine. Everything's great. And then Thank I'm God watching. I'm watching and I'm seeing a pool of blood spread out behind, behind her. her which I can't see because I'm in front when of her. When the baby came out so much. Oh, you told me too. about this. And, and you were so, like, I think. And so I'm just like watching and I'm just like that doesn't look good because it was before the placenta I too it was before the placenta move. never want to see that kind yes. of thing ever but definitely so not i was like but it's 2021 yeah. so it's expected mm-hmm. so meredith couldn't see it because it was behind her it wasn't coming out in front of her so i was like so i feel like we should just move her back to the bed so that, so I make, that we can keep an eye on her so i make eye contact with jess loss. and then i look behind her and i was like <laughs> okay let's go right now and i was like her blood loss. <laughs> we just want to keep an eye on it. <laughs> and in hindsight, like 
I we definitely should have medic given her medications there while we were in there. But I mostly was just like, I don't want to manage a hemorrhage on this bathroom, on the bathroom floor right floor. now. Like, let's at least try to get to the futon. So we put a chucks between her legs. We she did, was but, not dizzy standing up. Star, we walk though. her back to her birth room. This was the messiest birth in the history of. She left a trail of amniotic fluid and blood all the way through oh, her yeah. house. The like bathroom, in the cracks of the, the hardwood floor was just like a sea yeah. of body fluids. Yeah. I had to take off my socks because they were literally going. <laughs> I, ha- I have your sock, by the way. Yeah, it was not. It was not cute. And so we get her to the bed. Um, the bleeding was still happening. So it, it was slowed down significantly. Slowed down, but she ended up getting. She ended up getting getting some pitocin. pitocin mm-hmm. um, and then it stopped. And then it just stopped. Like it never happened. Yeah. Her placenta still hung out for a long time, but the yeah. bleeding thing kind of stopped, and then she was fine after. Meanwhile, you guys were texting me, and I'm like, "Go get it! You get in there and get well, that she placenta." Was. I was still, she it was, was still in, in there. So much pain. I still don't think that placenta. It wasn't ready. Until it came out. Yeah, yeah. That's what you explain later. Yeah. That's, oh, I hate yeah. placentas as much as I love them. But it was such a rush because I had carried all the trays into the bathroom, <laughs> and so then she's bleeding through the kitchen into the living room, and then I'm bringing all the trays back through, and my socks are going quick, 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 quick. Oh my not word. okay this is a nightmare not like, okay my priority was keeping her safe but i also was like i cannot believe i'm having the messiest birth i've ever had in my life in my freaking house yeah like, what the heck and so but then the, her bleeding stopped what was terrence doing this whole time he was we gone picked him out the night before so her, oh cool her bleeding stopped um her placenta came and she was fine the entire everything time. was great her vital stayed she normal she was just snuggling her baby everything was great her baby latched like a champion yeah so everything went beautiful and they perfect. are so happy. They're so happy. So happy. And it's so funny to hear her process her birth because she's like, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. And it's like, you knew what you and, were doing. Yeah. And she's always like, you're a midwife. You're my best friend. Like, I just did whatever you told me to do. And it's like, are you kidding? Like, I literally just witnessed you do it all yourself. Like you, she moved into positions that were intuitive to her body. She asked for time when she needed it. And I know that we always say like, you can't control your birth. Like you can prepare and you can be aware, but like, things might happen outside of your control and there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. But I do have to say it's when you, like you were talking about Jane, like when you give people time to breathe or like take a moment, it can make such a big difference in how they perceive their birth. Oh, yeah. for sure. And just like talking them through what's happening. I know she kept saying like, even postpartum when we were doing stuff, she's like, if you just let me know what you're doing, it helps me process mm-hmm. what's going on. And some people don't like to know what's going on, but she was so good at verbalizing yeah. that she liked to know step by step what was yeah. happening and why it was happening and that kind of stuff. And even though things got intense at the end to this day, I still think she's the chillest sleeper I've ever attended. You did say, Oh, it really was. You like, knew she was, she was going to do this. Like you had no doubt in your mind. That was how her birth yeah, was going to go. Yeah, She literally watched parks and rec. Yeah. Her entire labor. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to work hard at all until the very end when I had to run those trays back and yeah. forth. Yeah, I didn't either. She was just doing it. That was hard. <laughs> it was. It oh, was you also terrible. called a hemorrhage. I mean, that's really important, too. Oh, so. It wasn't hard work, though. But no, it was amazing. And they're doing such an amazing job. And they're just like the coolest parents. They're like, yeah, we stayed in bed until 11 and got eight hours of sleep. And we're really loving this and like if she doesn't get something right away she like takes the time to figure it out and i don't know they're just amazing and it was a very different birth for me too because instead of going home afterwards since it was at my best friend's house i was like i'm just gonna sleep on a couch yeah no way no i made you go upstairs and get with me upstairs (laughs) so we ended up having a slumber party in in your in our housemates in your housemates but i have to say though we actually slept 
Oh, which was slept. shocking. I fell right asleep. Also, thank you, baby <laughs> Cece, because I was, we were laying in bed and like our walls are very thin in my house. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've never stayed with someone postpartum. Yeah. Like we're going to be waking up every two hours with that baby crying. No, like, I only heard no, her you were out. She cried once. She cried one time through the, the night. whole night. Yeah. You guys were tired. So it was amazing. It didn't matter. No, they even said no. That she really she, she, she would up. wake up and they nurse her and she'd go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. So we heard her cry one time. Oh, nice. Um, They've just been doing such an amazing job. So yeah, so you guys are so them. awesome. You were born to be parents. Mm-hmm. And I'm so proud of you, you guys. Are. That's amazing. I'm and so sad I missed it. You could have been there. No, I could not have. <laughs> and so. I want to say to both of you too, like as many times as you were like, I, we don't know what we're doing. We're just following what you say. Like I was really disappointing you guys in this journey. Like you truly followed your gut and all of it and yeah. it served you so well so just like yeah you're gonna i mean that's why you're gonna be amazing parents is because like you guys have beautiful intuition yeah so, so we need to wrap this up but i want to say that multips and primips are very different and um there's different expectations from them but i still think it's so important to like you're saying trust your intuition trust your birth and trust your birth team um and so just like and it might take you longer to push but that's okay yeah that's okay. It really is. And just remember, you only have to give birth to your first baby once. And after that, you're just saying, it'll be a yeah. little smoother sailing. Yeah. I was ready to say cheers. I was like, okay. We'll, we'll cheers. So for all you classes. badass moms that are multips, primips, grand multips, whatever you are, all we have to say to you is cheers. cheers. Plastic cups. cups don't work. <laughs> I'm drinking water, though. So.